and mm -hmm. how can we continue to push for those those small wins because every construction company has a slightly different need um, and a slightly different use case and um, they may operate slightly differently and that's what makes them incredibly profitable and gives them their competitive edge so mm -hmm. what what sort of small victories can they find within their company um, and take advantage of those and leverage those and to to save money and and pass that along to their clients and the industry overall Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast, sponsored by Applied Software. You're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with a mission to propel this great industry forward. My guest today got his start managing construction for Boston Properties before joining Peacock Construction as a project manager, eventually becoming CEO. Kyle Peacock considers it an honor to lead the company as it continues to grow and evolve. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Thanks for having me, Todd. I would love to start by how'd you get started in the construction industry? Uh, well, my, my dad founded our company in 1982 and uh, he was dragging me along to job sites uh, as early as I could walk. Uh, my first uh, actual construction job was sweeping out the shop in the back um, for a couple bucks a day. Don't tell anyone. I'm not sure if there's a child labor <laughs> there. Uh, but, uh, he always had me time around on that, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, he always had me around the job site and, uh, around the office. So, uh, there was a lot of learning by osmosis, if you will, and, and hanging out with everyone. Um, yeah. and I, I really didn't have a huge interest in getting into construction uh, in college. I got a business degree and thought I wanted to get into finance but then realized that would be sitting behind a desk all day. And that didn't sound like too much fun. I ended up landing a job at Boston Properties, as you mentioned, uh, working in uh, construction management for them, uh, managing tenant improvement projects, uh, hiring a lot of companies like Peacock Construction and a lot of our competitors. And I got a good understanding of, of what our clients wanted. And, um, eventually, after a little while, BP was a great company to work for. I learned a lot, uh, but I wanted to go back to work at Peacock Construction, so I joined Peacock as a project manager, um, and then ended up taking over in 2012 from my dad, and here we are. That's awesome. Love the family connection there. That's really cool. What's uh, one thing that you wish you had known when you began your career in construction? One thing I wish I'd known, um, you know, I have been very pleasantly surprised by how wonderful everyone is to work with in the construction industry. Um, mm -hmm. had I known, had I known that minute one, I probably would have jumped in a lot earlier. Um, yeah. you know, just everybody in construction is very positive and actively looking for solutions. There's, there's very much a can-do attitude. There's never a, a give up point. There's mm -hmm. always a, hey, let's figure this out. This is a problem, but we will figure it out and we will move on and deliver this project for our client. Um, that, that's very infectious and um, 
during this time, uh, it, it makes me very glad I am in the construction industry because there's been a lot of hurdles and roadblocks and everyone has actively worked together to figure out how to get around those and, and continue building and delivering great projects. Yeah, that attitude is, is one of my favorite things about the industry as well. Uh, and one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is that I get to talk to so many people throughout the industry and hear their stories of you know, how they're overcoming different obstacles and what they're doing to innovate and just push the, the industry forward. And there's this real sense of camaraderie and you know, openness to, to share to, to help everybody move forward. I think it's really cool. Yep. It, it's, it's been very interesting. It's one of the, the few times you know, all of our, our competitors, we, we talk and um, just COVID protocol and, and how we can operate our job sites better. Um, everyone very actively uh, had discussions on, on how we can do that and, and how we can do this safely and, and keep mm -hmm. our job sites open. Um, and that, that's been really refreshing. Yeah. That's great. So you bring up uh, how to adapt with everything going on with COVID. How do you think that it's really changed building practices for construction? Um, it has added a, a lot of requirements to keep people safe. Um, no one ever considered viral transmission uh, in our day-to-day -day activities. Um, speaking not just for construction, but everything. And yeah. so now we have to consider that in our, in our job site operation from the minute we get a set of plants um, or conception of a job. And so mm -hmm. you really have to plan out your, your day-to-day -day tasks. Um, and uh, it includes screening workers before they come on the, onto the job site. Um, everyone, you know, owes their fellow worker uh, that alone and making sure that they're healthy prior to themselves coming on the job site. Day-to-day um, mm. -day task planning, vertical transportation, uh, making sure everyone's thinking about, you know, wearing their masks and maintaining the six feet, uh, cleaning their tools, making sure their workspace is clean. Um, it's, we've had to, we were already focused on safety and so this just added another layer to it. Um, those have been the big changes. Yeah. So you bring up making sure people are you know, healthy coming on to the job site. What have you guys been doing to help in that uh, effort? So um, safe site check-in, uh, we've been working with them and uh, they developed a uh, worker screening program, uh, an application. Uh, basically what it is is you walk up to your smartphone and scan a QR code prior to coming on the job site. Mm -hmm. it, uh, you enter your information in there, which we're required to do um, via the state and county protocols and recommendations by the CDC. Uh, and then they have to answer a series of questions. Um, you know, have they been in contact with anyone that has COVID, are they awaiting a test, um, and a few other questions. And then they confirm mm -hmm. that they're gonna wear a mask, maintain the six feet, and, um, and then that grants them entry onto the job. And this requirement 
when the shelter in place happened, that was March 17th, we were still running a few jobs that were essential in uh, healthcare facilities. And okay. they, they had mandated these requirements and like, okay, no problem. It was a couple jobs. Uh, but then mm -hmm. when um, construction opened back up and that was in early May, the counties mandated that requirement. And now you're talking about 40 plus jobs, a um, couple hundred check-ins a day. Uh, it becomes a paperwork nightmare. And yeah. um, so safe site check-in basically automated that entire process. Construction guys were crusty. I mean, it's, it's hard to sell us on some magic wand thing. I mean, so if you can just explain, hey, I'm gonna save you X amount of hours, I, yeah. that makes sense. And I, I can do the math on that in my head real quick and go, okay, yeah, I'll implement this. Yeah, for sure. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. Visit asti.com and let them know we sent you. Uh, and we went from, I, I mean, my calculations are per job roughly two hours of trade labor a day that we're saving. Um, and that doesn't even get into the fact that this is an entirely touchless solution. Um, so there's a huge safety aspect to it. Um, another, another big thing that is, is really gone on, gone unspoken is, is just worker confidence coming on your job site. Um, and mm -hmm. having, a, having an organized solution really helps instill confidence, not only with, with our, our coworkers at Peacock, but all of our subcontractors, our trade partners, um, and our clients, our building engineers. Um, there's no, there's no subscription for safe site check-in. You literally just have to have a smartphone and you can easily check into our job sites. Um, we've got a few people that don't have smartphones and so uh, our COVID supervisor or the superintendent can check them in. Um, and it, it, it installs a level of professionalism and, and tells people that we care and think about this process. Um, mm -hmm. That helps out a lot. Uh, this time, yeah, a I'm lot sorry. of people are very uncertain. And so, you know, having the knowledge that, that we're, we're thinking about them and, and we have safe site check-in, it just helps build confidence in a, in a Peacock job site. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So what, you were talking about it a little bit there, but what's uh, been some of the reaction from your team when rolling this out? Uh, good question. You know, in, in talking with SafeSide Check-In, it was, it was really letting them know, hey, this has to be very easy to use. Um, yeah. No, no training, minimal training. I mean, think about a hammer. It's got to be that simple. Um, and that's what they made. Uh, we, we trialed it in our office and the immediate reaction was, okay, great. When are we rolling this out to the sites? 
Um, there wasn't oh, nice. there wasn't any questions. Uh, so then we rolled it out to three job sites, and everyone's immediate reaction was, "Great! When are we getting this on all the jobs?" Uh, and and then we did the big rollout, and there were very few issues. Um, it was virtually instant adoption. The main issue was uh, teaching people how to use a QR code. Most people, including myself, never had prior to this. And once they've done that, uh, you're off to the races. And yeah. it, was, it was immediate time savings. And you know I, that roughly two hours of trade labor a day. And wow. that's, that's something that disappears into the ether if you're using paper you don't really think about it um and then once you implement this it you know there there's that kind of savings and yeah um, you know they're the cost they charge per month you're you're basically saving that on the first day of implementation um and the fact wow. that there there's minimal training zero to minimal training um, that's a big deal, especially with with COVID protocol. I mean, we need we needed to get back up to speed as quickly as possible, and and minimize the the cost impact that that is passed on to our clients, uh, if there is any. Uh, it's a tough environment out sure. there. So anything we can do to save costs is huge. Yeah, well, gaining those two hours a day back too. That's a that's a big. Uh, impact on, on productivity there for sure. Yep. De definitely. That's awesome. So how does, uh, how's HIPAA privacy laws come in to play with this though? If you're sharing all the, the medical information? Um, they don't, we don't. Um, that was one of the discussion points early on and a, a massive issue with, with paper, um, mm -hmm. is we, are keeping all of this personal health information and what do we do with it and how yeah. long do we do it? I mean, we're, we're a contractor. We are not in the business of storing health information and we shouldn't be. And sure. so the only information that safe site check-in keeps and that we have access to is their, their contact information, which we're required to keep um, name, company, number, email, address, uh, and then if they pass screening or not, mm -hmm. that's it. So we don't have to worry about that, which is huge. Um, yeah. Taking that off our plate is is a big deal because uh, the liability, mainly people have been focused on on solving the, the coronavirus issue and, and not worried about that stuff, but there is a, there's a lot of liability there. Our human resources advisors explain that to us and not mm. having to worry about that, that that's huge. Yeah, for sure. It saves me a lot of worry. And uh, <laughs> all of the, um, all of our uh, visitors coming on site, you know, trade partners, they appreciate that as well. That that stuff yeah. isn't being stored. It's not sitting in a binder on the job site for, for whoever to look through. Right. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so I think it's very cool that you guys are an early adopter. What do you think is a, a benefit to being an early adopter? Uh, all of those things I explained. I mean, we're, we're saving a lot of time and money. Um, that's getting passed on to our clients. Uh, 
in this case, you know, the process surrounding COVID protocol is a lot simpler and streamlined. Mm -hmm. um, and we're, you know, with safe site check-in, we're seeing a lot of benefits beyond uh, COVID. And that's one of the things they have their eye on and they've been talking to us and some of their other clients about. Um, we now have a very simple process to understand who was on our job site and when they came on our job site. Uh, that, that's helped with uh, discussions on billing, uh, time and materials mm -hmm. billings with subcontractors. Uh, and, you know, hey, how many guys did you have on site? When did they come on? And, and checking the records yeah. on that. And that's a big deal. Plus, also the risks associated, um, especially if there happens to be an incident on a job site going forward. Um, so all of those, I mean, it, it has been a massive savings for us. And, and we have been able to pass a lot of that on to our clients, including just being a more competitive contractor. I mean, construction costs, uh, that's always a discussion point. And so anytime yeah. you can minimize those is, is huge, not only for our business, but for our clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so do you think that construction should adopt more of the, the digital workflows wherever possible? Like, you know, this example of it was on paper and now it has been moved to digital and kind of streamlined that process. Yes. Um, it, any time possible to make a, a job site and a construction business more efficient, that's a no brainer. It, it comes down to ease of use and training and then implementation and mm -hmm. how that can be done. Uh, in this case, it was, it, it was a no brainer and, um, and it was, it was very easy to implement. And I mean, what's been nice about, about the process of implementation with SafeSide Check-In is it, it has opened my eyes to exploring and, and pushing in a lot of other areas where we can gain efficiencies with mm -hmm. digital processes. Um, you know, paper, yes, it, it is horribly slow and horribly inefficient. And so how can we work to eliminate those processes and, and um, move into more, more digital workflow? So mm -hmm. yeah, I 100% agree with you. And um, you know, we are definitely pushing um, to explore other opportunities to, to go digital. Nice. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software's Live Lab Learning, a virtual classroom experience where students can listen, interact, and learn from veteran real-world application specialists in real time from anywhere in the world. Live Lab is the affordable, convenient way for your staff to take Autodesk certified training courses and even earn some AIA continuing education credits, all from the comfort of your own office. Visit ASTI.com for more information and let them know we sent you. Any thoughts on how, uh, you know, that implementation of a new digital workflow, how people can make that easier and uh, less disruptive? Um, I think it's really 
understanding, you know, what the offering is and making sure it fits within your company's processes and, and then understanding what the training requirements are. Uh, those are, those are going to be the biggest things. Um, and also not necessarily looking for the magic bullet that is going to solve all your construction problems. Um, there's been a, there's been a lot more attention in construction technology and including, you know, your podcast, which is great. And, uh, one of the ones I was listening to a guy mentioned is, Hey, aiming for, for those small efficiencies, yeah. you know, what, what's a, what's a, what's a small problem we can solve, which is going to end up saving you thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in a larger company over a given year and, and, and on. And so how, how can we find those, those small efficiencies by implementing these, these digital solutions? Um, that's where I think we can make a really big impact. And um, that's, those are, you know, and safe site check-in is just another example. That's, that's where we can save some serious money in a, in a very short order and, and have an impact on our businesses and the, the industry going forward. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that the mindset of the finding those small efficiency wins is so big because that's going to snowball. Those small efficiencies, you're going to get better at, you're going to find more. And so then, you know, you start stringing those together and you're talking about a, a really big sizable impact on your company. You know, that, that Todd, that's a great point. I, I think you hit it right on the head there is, and you know, it, it becomes infectious. It snowballs. Uh, and, um, you know, that, yeah, you nailed it there. Looking over, you know, kind of the next three years or so, what do you see as kind of the greatest potential that the construction industry has? It's a good question. Um, it's a hard question to answer because of this, this COVID hurdle we need to get through. Um, I, I really think what we were just talking about, and, and I don't think it's going to be one thing for all the companies, but mm. I do think it is what you, the question you just asked and, and then what you led to is the digitization of workflows. And mm. how can we continue to push for those, those small wins? Because every construction company has a slightly different need. Um, in a slightly different use case. And um, they may operate slightly differently and that's what makes them incredibly profitable and gives them their competitive edge. So mm-hmm. what, what sort of small victories can they find within their company um, and take advantage of those and leverage those and to, to save money and, and pass that along to their clients and the industry overall? Um, it, if if we can get that going within our industry and that mindset and that that snowball effect, I think that's going to be the 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 big advantage over the next three years. And and I really don't think it'll be a magic bullet per se. It'll just be mm-hmm. pushing on on that digitization of workflows. Yeah, I think that that's been one of the blessings in disguise of all the COVID disruption. Is it's really. Uh, forced a lot of the industry into taking a serious look at 
how do you go digital on different processes and, and what do you have in place now that you could streamline because A, you had to and B, the going digital is an easier way to maintain distance and safety and all that stuff in today's current environment. So I, I think that that's been really cool to, to see the industry embrace that more and realize that it's, it's not that scary. You, it's okay. It, you can figure it out and it will really help in the long run. Yep. It's, um, this hasn't been a, an incredibly fun time, but I, I agree with you. It, it has been very fun watching the industry uh, get together and solve this problem of keeping our job sites open safely and ensuring yeah. our, our workers are safe and utilizing technology to make that happen. Um, mm. it, it, you're right. It has forced us to look at other opportunities to keep the job site open and keep it efficient, which yeah. uh, that has it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and, and that's the beauty of construction is you, you give us a problem. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. And, um, that, that's what the industry's done. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Uh, so what does innovation mean to you? Right back to what we were talking about little, little changes that, that snowball into huge differences. Um, that that is innovation right there um how can we how can we build that same project better the next time uh, we do we do a lot of tenant improvements and sometimes they're not the sexiest of jobs and but the most fun part of it is how can we do that type of job better the next time what what's the improvement how do we do it more cost effectively yeah and so so that's innovation how do we do it better the next time? And just, just focus like that. little changes. Yeah. Being introspective with it of looking at the project and saying, you know, even if it was a great project and it was super successful, there's still something that you can learn from that and yeah, use it to make the next job better. I think that's great. Uh, well, how can people find out more information about Peacock Construction and connect with you? Oh, um, our website, www.peacockconstruction.com. Um, that has all of our information on it. You can also email me at kpeacockconstruction.com. Um, yeah, feel free to give me an email or a call and uh, be happy to talk to you about the company. Um, and if you're interested in safe site check-in, their website is safesitecheckin.com and they're, uh, incredibly helpful for a, uh, a tech company, software company. They're very eager to talk to you about your, your problems and helping you solve those solutions uh, with regards to the, the processes they've set up. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure working with them on that side. That's awesome. Good to hear. Well, Kyle, thanks so much for taking the time and, and coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, Todd. This was great. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, likewise. And thank you to those listening. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsors, Applied Software at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Thanks for listening to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Enjoyed the episode? Leave us a rating or review while sharing with your friends and coworkers. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a LinkedIn request or follow our LinkedIn page and let me know if there's a topic you'd like to hear. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bridging the Gap is directed by Todd Wyan, edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2020.